Hello and welcome to Mayo Are Back Season 2, Episode 2. On today's show, we're going to be looking within our match against Limerick and look ahead to the Round 2 qualifier match against Tipperary. We'd also be taking a trip around Mayo, trying to avoid the corrupt county broad as we go. All of this and much, much more coming up on the Mayo Are Back podcast. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you lads? Con Mort here. Mayo are back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo are back. Angelina Nugent speaking. Just wanted to say, uh, Mayo are back. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo are back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Mayo are back. Mayo Hello and how do 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 you're joining myself TJ I'm sitting pretty in Mother Hubbard's of Kilcolgan my dear friend JP is here beside me how do we're here for a scone a bit of tea and a bit of an old chat about the state of all things Mayo GAA now we're down a man today we're missing fat Larry who had to leave the country very abruptly JP he's gone to the states he's on the run on the run from our one and only Mayo Cunty Broad. Well, look at folks, that's what happens. You know, Fat Larry put his head above the parapet and that's what happens in Mayo. If you're willing to stand up and speak out against the corruption that's going on, your life is going to be put under threat. And you Mike Connolly has put a price on his head. He's offered two All-Ireland final tickets to whoever can bring Fat Larry's head back on a plate. So we urge our listeners not to out him. His anonymity is absolutely key at this stage, as is ours, as we risk our livelihoods by delivering you this high-quality broadcast. I suppose we'll, we'll fill you in and set the scene. Why we're in Mother Hubbard's on this fine evening? Well, we, we set off last week to the Gaelic grounds. We came out happy, didn't we, JP? Oh, we sure did. Wow, what a place. Such memories. And we're on next week. We're going staying on the qualifier tour. We're in the Mayo Back Satellite Cruiser. And our next stop, as confirmed, is Tipperary. We're heading for Semple Stadium. Discover Ireland. So we're going to stay on the run. We actually haven't been home in the meantime. We're going to stay out here, cruising around the country for as long as this dream qualifier draw goes on for. And we do, we love the qualifiers, don't we? We sure do. Gotta be said that we really play our best football throughout it. And we actually have an easier route to the Super 8s rather than if we went through Connacht. You know what? And that's what it's all about because the Super 8s is where the money is. And that's where the Cunty Broad is going to be steering our team towards. So let's hope that we get there. Now, we'll start off with what we saw at the weekend. And wow, I for one was very, very impressed with our Mayo boys. What did you think, JP? Well, I'm after booking off the whole month of August and indeed September We. This is the year. We're, we're going to do it. That's, we are. We're back. I love to hear that positivity. And you know, it was said on the Sunday game the last day in three very simple words. Mayo are back. And that's the philosophy that we have. That's the mentality that we have. Look, we can outscore anyone. I mean, we scored, what, three fifty goals? Could have been four. We're on the up. This is, it's going to be the year. We're yeah. going to do it. It was amazing to see the fisting coming back. And no more so than our inspirational, spiritual leader, Andy, the movement morning. He came on off the bench and he fisted his heart out. Oh, wow. Now, having said that, he had one fisted goal. He really could have had a second one. I know he's old and everything, but like, I think he really should have been able to fist that ball. Since Paddy Durkin wasn't allowed fisted at the goal, he unfortunately had to kick it and didn't get as much power as he'd like. 
But Andy took way too much time that he's not going to get against the dubs. He needs to be practising that fist really into the back of the onion sack. Adney is actually the only player on the current crop that played when it was legal to fist the ball into the bag back in the 1980s. He's the only player that's been around since then. So, you know, that's tough for him to adjust to that. But he seems to be doing okay. Now, fist watch around the country. We had a couple of messages in via the Instagram and the Twitter. There was a little bit of fisting from the dubs. Now, Johnny Cooper is the man that's being pointed out for it on Sunday. I didn't see the incident now myself. But what they've adopted is rather than fisting the ball over the bar or or into the bag, Johnny Cooper actually fisted a player into the face. Did you see that one? I did. I must say, I know he's on an opposition player and everything, but it was a pretty good fist. I'd like to see our Mayo boyings doing a little bit more of that as the qualifiers go on. Some of them have plenty of experience of doing it already, but there's others that we'd like to see a little bit more from. Man up, guys. Now, as well as that fisting, we also seen a big return from another big player for Mayo, and that was Lee Keegan coming on the last day. Oh, wow. To see him there running on in his, his tight shorts, wow. And the crowd said, go, Leroy, go. I wow. heard from a dear friend of mine that they're starting to call Lee Keegan, they have a nickname for him, they're actually starting to call him GPS. And I found out, a friend of mine told me, it actually stands for Great playing style. So well done to Leroy in that one. He has a great playing style. And that's what GPS stands for. Tom Parsons. Or should we say Tom Parson? Wow. He actually lost the S with the, the ruptured knee. So until he, when he's back on the field, we'll start calling him Parsons again. When he was on the field, he used to wow. get into all 15 places at once. So it was plural. But now, seeing as he's on the sideline, he can only be in one place at the one time. So we're bringing, it back to, we're bringing it back to singular Tom Parson. But what a, what an erection he gave the Mayo crowd when he came into the pitch last Saturday. It was it was amazing to see. Wow, I mean, and for him to hold it all together, he did so well. The only player that would rival that, the only player that would command any sort of similar attention from the fans would be our own Jer Calf, a man we've been calling for a lot this year. We're very happy to see him back in there. And judging by the, the Sunday game, they had a very short 30-second highlights of the game. But having watched that, Jerk Cafferty didn't set a foot wrong in the entire highlights package. He was flawless. And he kept his man scoreless from what I gathered. All-star potential? I think so. And we know that any of the followers of our Instagram would have saw a little picture that we got of Jerk Caff chatting with Rochi in the cafe um, I'd say they were talking about big things for the summer ahead. I'd say the conversation went down something a little like this. Would you like a cup of tea? I'd love them. I suppose you know why I asked you up. I have an idea. Seven years you've been playing senior football now. Gerard! I'm not finished yet. Stephen! I know you're not. I'm making you captain. So there you have it, folks. That's our little insight there. We think that Jerkaf is set to play a huge role over the course of the summer ahead. And we, for one, very much look forward to that. We think it's long overdue that an athlete like Gerard Kafferke would command the respect and get that opportunity to play as Mayo's number one fullback. Now, moving on, we also were pleased to note the return of two favourites of ours and we know the feeling is mutual we know that the two men in question are very big fans of the page as well and that is the Gary Moore group 
That is Sinead Nally and Quilon Crow. They were back in action at the weekend and we were absolutely thrilled. Long overdue in our opinion. Absolutely. Wow, to see them two on the pitch because they're, we're not going to win an All-Ireland without Gary Moorman on the pitch. History tells you that. You know, your Billy Fitzpatrick's, your Endavardis, the great Mayo GA forwards of the past. They've all come from Gary Moore. And yet in this new age, they're being neglected. I don't know if it's some sort of urban, rural thing that's going on. It's more likely uh, county board politics, I would say. Mm. Either that or Rochi doesn't know what he's doing. Now, he brought them on and he kept them on the bench, but he couldn't be starting this these guys. If he started these guys, they might actually play well. And that'd be very embarrassing for him. That would be rotten. Rochi would hate that. So he's probably going to keep them in a reserved bench role now for the rest of the season. It's nice, you know, to let the boys out and play a bit, but, you know, Rochi needs to keep them under wraps as well because, God forbid, Nally would play well. That'd be awful. One man who is playing well is Killian O'Connor. Wow. And we're running out of superlatives to describe the man. 3-9 at the weekend against, you know, a top-notch Division 1 opposition, Limerick. Because you see Limerick now, I mean, they're after top in the Munster round-robin group stage. You know, they are really on fire. And for Killian to score, the holy grail or the holy trinity of ghouls. I mean, he got one with the left foot, one at the right foot, and to finish it off with a fist. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, you're really going to put that down on the mantelpiece. There was a wry smile on Kinneal's face as he fisted that one into the bag. And I'm sure he's thinking ahead. He's thinking of the summer. And he's thinking of that all-time scoring record that he's about to break at 26 years of age, by the way. Now, having said all of that, and leaving that all to one side for one moment, I'll ask you this, JP. Is he good enough to start on this current Mayo team? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I mean, Hanelli, Yimmy Durkin, and indeed Conor Loftitz are going very, very well. Like, Killian might be on the national record and everything, but if he's not doing it in training, I don't know. If you want to do it when you're playing, you have to do it when you train. And that's an expression that was drilled into us at a very young age. And you're right, JP, when you talk about that wealth of forward options there, there should be no over-reliance on Killian, or there should be no over-reliance on our so-called football of the year, Andy Moran. You know, we should be putting our faith in the youth. And there's a lot of youth there coming through at the moment, which is great to see. Not youth that came through the Mayo underage systems or anything like that. Youth that have come from Castlebar Mitchells and Australia, respectively. Now, that's all for part one. We're going to leave you with a little clip and we'll be back for part two. Oh, look at the fool in the house. Go on. You fool, yeah, give it to somebody. Oh, you bollocks, Yandy, yeah. You fucking bollocks, Yandy. Hello, you're very welcome back. Thank you for rejoining us for part two. We are back and we're ready to go at it all over again. Now, before we can delve into tactics, analysis and predictions ahead of the Tipperary game, we have to talk about the recent epidemic that is currently tearing this Mayo squad apart. There's a rift in the squad at the moment, bigger than the rift that existed in 2015. This is something that they might even book Ballyhane Clubhouse for a little vote if they feel that way inclined. Because what's going on in Mayo at the moment, and a lot of people don't know about this, people from the outside, you people from the outside listening in, wouldn't have the same insight that we would have 
in the inner Mayo GAA sphere. So from that sphere, JP, you're going to break some pretty shocking news to us. Very much so, yes. I've been chatting to um, the audio man that's involved with the Mayo GAA uh, diary room in McHale Park, and we've learned about this huge rift. So basically, it the, the rift involves, on one hand, you've got your PMPs, your premium Mayo players. These are the guys, you know, with the cars. You know who we're talking about. You know, you know those guys on four wheels. And the rift is between them and your bog standard Mayo players. The ones that don't have the the cars, you know. And not so much, they're not as bad as the development squad players. Oh God, definitely not. But basically, you know, the the bog standard players, they're feeling a bit hard done by, you know. They they have to get organised lifts or cycle to train it's really tough, especially for the boys from Belmullet, Ono Donoghue and the likes. But basically, you could bring this whole argument into one household. Look at the Durkin household there in Castle Bear. So sad. I mean, there's absolute heartache. I mean, I was chatting to the Durkin's mother and she's got the twins, Paddy and James, birthday party coming up and she's trying to plan it. Now, unfortunately, the Durkin twins have not talked in four months. Basically, the two boys... Paddy said he only wants to invite players who have cars to his birthday party and James doesn't want to invite the players that do have cars to his birthday party. Now, the mother has bu- had to book two separate different slots in Noki's in Castle Bear. It's, it's so painful to see two twin brothers. I mean, there hasn't been a rift like this since the Civil War in Ireland. Um, just la- yesterday morning, I mean... Paddy came down for his honey nut Cheerios, but James wouldn't come down to have his shreddies until Paddy left the table. This is this is absolutely awful. But however, we do have a plan here at Mayora Back Towers. Since we know that the Mayo County Board don't want to solve this, we have come up with a plan. Hmm. We have got in contact with local entrepreneur. We told him about the problem and, you know, we said, you know, the Durkins are sad. The Mayo players are very sad. What are we going to do? So basically... We said, you know, we need to get the confidence and and the financial, you know, the financial backing. We need to get it back up there for these bog standard players. You know, we need to fill their pockets. How about this? I'll get a Mayo GA player, a bog standard player. We're talking about, you know, James Durkin, Brendan Harrison. Caelan Crow. Caelan Crow, you know, all these guys. These household names. Conor O'Shea. You know, we're going to sit them on top of the bus from Westport, you know, the front seat. When you're coming back after your nightclub, you've had maybe 10 or 12 pints and they're going to sit there and for an extra fiver per head, you can abuse your Mayo player of choice. Now, we touched on this in a recent podcast, JP, and we said a lot of the current crop, so that, so that the new age Mayo players, that the professional Mayo players, as they like to be called, or the premium Mayo players, the PMPs, they don't take the constructive fan criticism that well. And another thing that this will do, and I, it's a big problem in the GA where GA is becoming a thing of the privilege and only the select few can have it. I mean, everyone in Mayo should be allowed to abuse their, their favourite or most hated Mayo footballer. And I think that'll give your ordinary punter who enjoys having a few pints and likes abusing someone, that they can do that face to face on the bus at three o'clock in the morning. It'll really bring the community together. You know, it'll, it'll bring the fans back to the Mayo players. And the Mayo players need to hear the opinions of people that have no idea what's going on in GAA. A lot of time you can get bogged down with the same old voices inside the camp. We're talking about our Rochies. We're talking about our Mac and Tees. 
But sometimes an outside perspective like that can be very, very important for a team to get. And it could give them the, you know, the kick up the arse that this Mayo team needs to win Sam this year. Look at if abuse from Porek from Lahardon can't make it into the, the minds of the Mayo players, there, there's something entirely wrong with Mayo GA football. Ah, oh, there's something toxic in that county board. We've been saying it for too long. We know all about it. All we can do is keep trying, keep surviving. And as we look ahead of this long, daunting, pocket-emptying run to Sam this year, we are looking to the Tipperary game. And I suppose you can't look at that game without sort of the sense of trepidation that Mayo fans get when the opposition has a forward who's taller than six foot. It's an irrational fear. But for people of Mayo, it is frightening. So to hear of somebody like Michael Quinlevin coming onto the field for Tipperary, that just sends a shiver up my spine now. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head here thinking who the bloody hell is going to mark Quinlevin. Well, I had an idea of taping your calf on top of Barry Moran. That might solve the issue. That's a high ball strategy that I really, really like the idea of. And the fact, you know, Barry's wide wingspan will be able to carry Jer high up into the clouds where he'll be going face to face with the Mayo players who have departed us. The Mayo players in the clouds, Con Mort. Annal Dinnell. Senator Dinnell. But we're looking for fullbacks. And there's also another little problem in the backs and in particular in the goals that we'd like to address. What's what's the biggest problem you see about Mayo's goalkeeper situation at the moment? Well, at the moment, David Clark, he's like he's like a bishop in chess, you know. He he only runs in kind of one diagonal way. He 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 runs like a gazelle. I mean, if you were to put him outfield, he would die. Do you know, we've had we've had a few ideas and unfortunately Conor O'Malley at the moment is in the Irish team, you know, trying We'd have to wait till next year for him. Maybe. Yeah, like waste of time really, you know, he should be Back home doing a favour for the county. Ideally, there'd be someone in the Mayo team that we could get without having to look outside. You know, would there be another option now, of a goalkeeper on we, the Mayo squad? Absolutely. At the we have Dublin based socialite Danny Creevy, who did a bit of goalkeeping back uh, at underage. Now, we said, you know, because you're seeing this, you know, it's all about off the shoulder running. We're not going to play him as a keeper, but rather as a sweeper keeper. He, he looks a bit like the German goalkeeper, Manuel Neuer. Why can't we, you know, build from the back? It's a trend that we're seeing all around the country. You have to look at Leash and their goalkeeper, Graham Brody, making these outfield runs. That's what we need to see in Mayo. We need to be ahead of this curve before somebody else does it to us. If we're ever going to beat the bloody dubs in the final, we have to have something else up our sleeve, something that they won't have. And I certainly don't think they'll have Cluxton running around the field like a headless chicken. So for me, it's Danny Kirby. Start him in goal. He might make it up the other end and score four goals. He might concede four goals. Either way, what have we got to lose? That's my point. We have nothing to lose in Mayo. This is much better plan than starting Clark and goal and playing it safe. That's so boring. Yeah, and Clark's form over the last one, two years. He's fucked. No, good luck. Anyways, forward-wise, we already discussed Killian. And I don't know, I I thought in the match against Limerick, as good as we were against the high, high calibre of opposition that we faced, we lacked a little bit of movement in our full forward line. I think I'd like to see an all-movement full forward line. You know what I'm talking about. Very much so. Some hip thrusts, some lunges. We're talking (laughs) Neil Dougie, top of the left. Adney Mornan, big man at 14. Keane Hanelli. The sledgehammer. Top of the right. That trio. 
And I hope Joe Toher and David Drake don't feel in any way left out. We'd love to see them starting as wing-backs. But an all-movement full forward line would make any Mayo fans' wet dreams come true. I think... The Mayo GA, they need to start getting their gym and coffee imprinted on their sleeve if you know if that's going to happen. We've got Albany's across the front as our main sponsor. But there's little areas there on the sleeve, on the collar. I think the movement should be buying out a bit of advertisement space for all the time Mayo players spend in there. I also think Kathy Rua should be doing the same thing. And I think it's a damning indictment of this current Mayo crop. Fellas like Aidan O'Shea would spend twice as much time in Cafe Rua as he would in a gym. Would you agree with that? It's a disgrace. And the one thing about Kafarua, they don't let Aiden have a football in there, so he's no time to practice with his right foot. All Mayo fans know we just want to be in the pot come Monday morning. Rachi said he's very much looking forward to the pot on Monday morning. There's probably a couple of other players on this current squad that that are into pot as well. But Rachi's looking to get into pot into the pot for Monday morning for round three of the qualifiers. And we're not going to do that if we go down underprepared to Tipperary. And what I'm talking about here is the battle of the stands and the battle of the Mayo fans against the Tipperary fans. I know that our fans are going to outnumber the Tipperary supporters 50 to 1. But we're going to be in serious bother in the stands if we use the predictable and downright boring Mayo, Mayo, Mayo... You know what we're going to be going up against is one of the strongest chants in Ireland, I would say. Tip, 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 tip. That battle will probably be worth five or six points to Mayo, whoever comes out on top there in the stands. And if we stick with our same old tried and tested banal chanting, we're going to look like fools at the end of it. So we're going to call once again for the use of Mayo do, do, do this weekend. If you're not going to be there with Mayo Do 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 in your heart and you're not going to sing it loud and proud, there's no point coming down to Semple Stadium at all. That's my opinion. Hello and welcome back once more. You're joining us for part three, the final segment on this week's podcast. And we've done all our analysis. We've looked within and we've looked forward. So we're going to look at the wider spectrum of the county broad now. And we're going to do it in a kind of a quite unique way. We're going to do it by playing our brand new broad game, Catch Me If You Can. You may have seen it on our Instagram. If you haven't, head on over to Mayo or Back. It's on the internet. This game went live during the week and it really has got the inbreds talking. We are inundated with calls and texts and people trying to purchase it. But a lot of people are struggling with the rules. So we're going to have a little quick game now just to introduce it to people. So this is how you can play it at home with your your Mayo family and your Mayo-based friends. So JP, would you like to explain the process here? Very much so, yes. So the, the aim of the game is to... Keep one step ahead of the, of the corrupt Mayo County Board. Them boys are going to be following you in a hot pursuit as you tour the county. Your main aim is to evade them and, again, see all the brilliant Mayo scenery. Why would you ever want to leave? Now, JP, here is the dice. If you would like to take the first roll, we're going to have a little competition here. Let's see which of us is able to evade the county broad. And we'll just spare a quick moment of silence for Fat Larry, who wasn't able to evade the country broad <laughs> and has headed to the States. <laughs> okay, away we go. Oh, I've rolled a two. 
Oh, very good. We step off in our first place. <clears throat> the pub of Pat Holmes. Ooh. And an interview in a national newspaper. Fabulous. I wonder who he's going to give out about in that. Hopefully not us. Okay, my turn. Three. Land in Ashford Castle. Oh, it's a Mayo Association dinner. Ah, uh, pay 1,000 euro for a table. You'll have to start skimming some money off your club to do that. Okay, I'm already out of money. Next. Oh, wow, a six. Oh, fabulous. What everyone looks forward to. Land in Claremorris, a Sunday championship game, which indeed you lose. Four days drinking. Oh, you miss a turn. You miss a turn because you spent four days drinking in Claire Morris. Up the Morris. Unlucky, lad. My turn. Balahadrine. Avoid crossing the border. Collect a calendar. Woohoo, I've collected a calendar and it seems to be... Oh, it's the Mayo 2018 official calendar that they've released. Oh, I'm just looking at January. The FBD month, no wins there. February, March, April, no, not great there in the league either. May, oh, that's a very bad one. June, June is looking mighty. The only month where we've won a match. We've got a 100% record in June, guys. Let's keep it going. Over to you, JP. Fabulous. Oh, I've rolled a four. Ironically, how many All-Ireland finals we've lost in the last few years? Oh, dear God. Uh Uh-oh. Play a Division 1F game with Peter Garrity as ref. Uh-oh. Now, unfortunately, we argued with him and that turned out to be a worse come down than the four days drinking we spent in Claire Morris. I'm in the horrors. You're not having a great time with JP, but I am flying. Look where I've landed. Charlestown. See Tom Parsons' beautiful face. Oh, oh, Tom. Tom. Gorgeous. Over to me now. Oh, look at that. I've rolled a three into my gauna. Wow, will we see Pat Holmes again? Unfortunately not. Tommy Goonan and co have had the binoculars out and they're after catching me with a larger than A4 bag. Hand it over. Find 200 euro and I had to buy another raffle ticket for the Mayo GA. And for me, it's a three. Ballycroy. Oh, a lovely, lovely part of the world. Very happy to be in Ballycroy. There's a Mayo GA All-Ireland ticket raffle. Oh, those things are a farce. Those things come up every year. Pay 25 euro. I know I'm not going to win. I just want to pay 80 euro for a final ticket. I don't want to enter 10 draws that all cost 25 euro, to be honest. But we save that for August or September. Go over to you. You just need a five to win. What are the chances of you rolling a five now? On the final thread now. Oh, would you look at a five. Oh, back into the motherland, into Castle Bear for an FBD game. Wow, what's this? Become a steward. I get my own personalised high-vis bib. Put your little mayo hat in on, JP. Go get yourself a cup of tea and do no work at all. You are officially a Mayo GEA steward. Do you know what? I'm leaving Mayo back. This seems like a way better life. And there you have it. Congrats to JP. By all accounts, a tremendous winner of the inaugural game of Catch Me If You Can. I suppose for anyone who is listening, it's a little bit like snakes and ladders. And as we know about our own country broad, there's plenty of ladders to success if you know the right people. And there's plenty of snakes in there to bring you down a peg or two. That was Catch Me If You Can. If you think that that might be something that you're interested in, you can... Go to all reputable bookstores where they're selling the game for €19.51. A very fair price, I think you'll agree. 
I suppose that wraps up everything for this week. We'll be hoping to hit you back with another one, maybe in the next week or two, presuming that we get the right result against Tipperary and we find ourselves going into the pot again on Monday morning. We'll be hoping to come back with another podcast. And we'd love to get a little bit of fan interaction in that one. We'd love to have a have a chat with the inbreds, especially those that have been behind us since day one. We want to give a big shout out to the day one Mayo are back fans. You know, we've had a lot of new followers recently, but we're well aware of those that have been behind us all the way back since 2016. Listen to our podcast last year and you're the reason that keeps the whole thing going. So we would like you to engage with the page and ask us a little question on Twitter or you can DM us on Instagram. Anything that you think you'd like to have dealt with live on air on the podcast, we'd love to look into it for you. So any country board controversies, anything else of that nature, get on to us. We'd love to delve in deeper and get the Mayo Back Investigates team behind the case. As Tom Parsons would say, it's been absolutely magic. Until round three of the qualifiers, folks, we'd like to wish you all safe journeys wherever you're going and good night's sleep wherever you're sleeping. Safe in the knowledge that this is our year. Mayo are back and we're going to do it. And now for a song. Oh, Melly, how we miss you. We miss you night and day. Your joint manger ticket was preferred to Kevin Max Day. But when you left the plan behind in the hotel that day, the players went to Ballyhane and there they had their say. You wrote in the Irish Indo on St. Stephen's Day. You blasted our leader, Aidan O'Shea. And now we've young Ratchford, he says he's going to stay. Home oh, Melly, how we miss you, we miss you night and day. No, Kennelly from Hollymount Barrymore. Pat was the minstrel's man, but in my gowner he was born. We never felt the danger when we had our joint mangers. Oh, Melly, how we miss you. We miss you every day.